This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. So here's a fantastic pick, by the way. Scott Pruitt called here the New York Times a climate change denialist is going to be Trump's choice for the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, which I first learned about from Walter Peck in Ghostbusters, who is the bad guy. This is why Ghostbusters, as an aside, is really a conservative movie. They're small businessmen. It's a startup. They're capitalists, right? Remember, they go after Slimer in the hotel, and he's like $5,000, and the guy who's the hotel manager is like, $5,000? I had no idea it would be that much. I won't pay it. And then they threaten to release Slimer. And yeah, so that's, uh, they, they are capitalists. They are small business owners. They are entrepreneurs, uh, the Ghostbusters, that is. And then the EPA comes along out of nowhere and is like uh, giving them all kinds of problems. And, you know, he's like, possibly noxious waste, uh, you know, all this stuff about the containment unit. And, you know, Dr. Vankman doesn't handle it that well, I would say. You know, he probably could have smoothed things over with the EPA guy, but he didn't like the EPA guy in his little three-piece suit and the whole thing. So he's, they got into it. And, uh, yeah, they uh, then came back with the cops and they shut down the containment unit and all, all the ghosts were let loose. So EPA is the bad guy. And look, in some, it's funny to me because there's not really a lot of gr- disagreement or there shouldn't be a lot of gray area when you're talking about the EPA and um, you're talking about how uh, you want clean water and right. These movies, um, what, what was the movie with? I can't remember the movie with. Uh, no, there's yeah, there's Aaron Brockovich, of course, that's one. But there's also one. With the guy who is from, uh, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm completely blanking on his name. Uh, he's in, and I'm blanking. On, he's in. I was going to say Point Break. That's not the movie. Um, anyway, I can't. I can't remember. He's a famous actor. I can't remember. But he's in a movie where he's like a, a lawyer. He's, I think, kind of an ambulance chaser, and he gets involved in some clean water thing. And uh, is it a civil action or something like that? I think it's called a civil action, something like that. Uh, and you know, he's trying to prevent people from getting horrible diseases from dirty water. I mean, nobody wants... There's no pro-dirty water faction. I mean, this also ties into the whole Dakota Access Pipeline thing. Um, Nobody wants seepage of chemicals into water that's going to harm... uh, That's going to harm, you know, men, women, and children, babies. I mean, that's... There's no constituency in favor of that. It's just a question of what's reasonable... And what's a proven risk versus a sort of either theoretical or made up risk. Uh, and this is where you get in. This is where the debate somehow always goes off the rails. People say, oh, well, you know, you don't want clean air and clean water. It's like, no, no one wants there to be a tremendous amount of of uh, of smog. And we know what pollution. If you've ever, ever been in a city, I mean, I've been in some cities because of my previous work before media. I've been in some uh, places where you can really kind of smell and 
and feel and maybe even in the air kind of taste, well, that's gross, uh, the fact that they burn waste. Uh, they burn trash. They burn – and it just creates acrid smoke all over the place and you know all sorts of chemicals and things, you know, burning plastic and – it's in the air, and it is gross. I mean, the air quality is terrible. And I, you know, those of you who have spent some time in China, I have friends who t- talk to me about being in some of the cities there, and you can just see the uh, buildup on the walls. No, no, there's no constituency in favor of that. R- Republicans don't actually want to see rivers full of toxic waste. And you know, it reminds me of the old cartoon that, uh, or wait, no, there's a couple of them. There's Captain Planet, which was uh, which was pretty lame. But he's our hero, and he's going to take pollution down to zero. Um, but I, I don't really know. You know, he just was fighting polluters. It was a bad card. It's, it's no Ducktales, I'll tell you that. And then there's also the Toxic Avenger, which is much more of a sci-fi thing, where a guy who sort of gets toxic waste on him uh, goes around and I don't know. He fights people with a mop. He, he looks kind of he looks a little weird, uh, to put it mildly. And of course, there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who are who are turtles that get exposed to toxic waste and then also a rat that's exposed to toxic waste happens to know ninjutsu because he was the pet of a ninja master in Japan. I don't know. Uh, ninja Turtles, I love I loved Ninja Turtles for years and looking back in retrospect, it's like an acid trip, man. The whole thing is crazy. You got some giant turtles doing backflips and a rat that's teaching them how to do uh, karate, although technically it's ninjutsu, but you know what I mean. Close enough. Uh, nobody wants toxic waste in their water. Nobody wants their food to be dirty. That's, but should we destroy the coal industry because of CO2? Should we uh, put massive inhibitions on fossil fuel exploration, exploration or even just export because we're so concerned about CO2 in the air? CO2 naturally you know, is, is in the air. Plants need it. You know, plants take in uh, CO2 and spit out oxygen. Um, I guess theoretically they don't spit out anything, but you know what I mean. Photosynthesis and all that stuff. Freshman bio. There we go. Nobody wants nobody wants dirty water, but the the CO two in the air thing is just it's crazy. Uh, this is some cons- this is a conspiracy theory, or th- this is a, a theory that's uh, completely unproven. That they keep changing the data. I had that guy's uh, editorial. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago, where he talked about how he's totally on board for all the climate change stuff. Except he knows that the storm's getting worse. Uh, that, that that's a lie, and for that one deviation from the climate change orthodoxy, they wanted to destroy him. Uh, now we see that the EPA, which was really the way, the the only way that Obama was going to get the kind of environmental regulations that he wanted, was through executive fiat and, and through the EPA. Right? EPA is an executive branch agency. So Obama is going or Obama was able to use them. And there was a Supreme Court case and it went in favor of the EPA where they can essentially regulate because, you know, air goes between states. <laughs> it's almost like it's really an extension of the interstate commerce clause because, you know, air moves around. Um, all states fall under the EPA's sort of federal mandate about how much CO2 they're putting in the air. And there's this whole complex way they're trying to create limitations on. So it's just. It's just insane. And it means that your uh, energy prices are going up and it means that there's all sorts of uh, regulatory hurdles that companies have to get around. And meanwhile, despite the Obama administration's best efforts, you have had something of an energy revolution in this country because of shale oil. 
And we are, America is an energy superpower. Uh, and I remember, you know, decades ago, people were so, oh, Mideast oil and America, we're going to run out of oil and all these bad things are going to happen. And now we find out that, no, we've got plenty of oil. In fact, we have a lot of oil here and we have a lot of natural gas here. And we have so much that we're, we're exporting a lot around the world. And I, I think I should check the numbers on this. We, If you add our uh, shale oil and our, our natural gas, if you add sort of our fossil fuel uh, exports, we're definitely like in the top three, I think, for the world. Um, and I, I'll, I'll check the numbers in the break and make sure I'm giving you the, the, the straight facts on that one. But so you got this guy, Pruitt, who they call a climate change denialist. And, and you know, by the way, denialist is intentionally, they use that word, not skeptic, you'll notice, and uh, not even opponent, which would be pretty strong, right? You're a climate change, or I guess a climate change opponent, maybe it sound like you're fighting against climate change, but uh, there are many ways they could, you know, they, they could phrase this, but they use denialist so that it conjures in the mind or there's an association with Holocaust denial, and if you think that that's extreme, there are some people who have come out. I mean, meaning that, that my interpretation of this is goes too far. There are some who have come out and have have likened it to Holocaust. I mean, they'll actually go out and say that um, that that's it, it's just a it's a horrific and immoral um, refusal to accept evidence. And in this case, they say that it even has the consequences of perhaps causing a future Holocaust and that we will all die because of these. Uh, lack because of the lack of action, lack of regulations on climate change. So you've got this uh, Mr. Pruitt, who is an architect, according to the New York Times here, of the legal battle against Mr. Obama's climate change policies, who's going to be head of the EPA. And he has uh, put it, I mean, he, he's going to be a guy who looks at these regulations. And this is where you get into undoing the Obama legacy very quickly. I mean, this is why the Democrats... They are right to worry on some policy issues because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen. I mean, EPA regulations are going to get rolled back. Um, I do think there'll be changes in the tax code, especially I think the corporate tax rate. They will push that through. Um, You know, the Second Amendment is going to be robustly defended and expanded. And I mean, there are things that are that are definitely going to happen. Uh, There are a few places where the battleground, I think, is going to be more complicated and we could see Trump waiver immigration and, and Obamacare, I think, is going to be harder than than people realize um, the the replacing of it, the, the whole thing. I'm not saying it won't happen. It's just that's going to be kind of messy. And immigration is a word that covers a whole lot of stuff, right? It's workplace enforcement. It's E-Verify. It's the wall. It's visa overstays. It's deportations. It, you know, immigration is a huge category unto itself. And so whether Trump follows through on all of his promises there or some of them we will have to see but on the epa um you're going to have somebody who they're going to say that he's a he's in the pocket of uh, big business and they're going to say that this is going to lead to dirty drinking water for your kids and all sorts of scaremongering is going to happen um but keep in mind these are the same people those who would say that are the same people who think that it's okay or in some cases would be willing to even criminalize climate change denial, you know, to, to criminalize opposition to climate. I mean, just ideological opposition to climate change. That's how invested in this stuff emotionally and psychologically they are. 
it, it really they do lose their minds over it. I have to say. I mean, it's just they go to some other place. Uh, I always recall when Michael Crichton was you know, who wrote books and and he sat down for an interview. I think it was maybe it was with Charlie Rose. And talking about how he had tackled many controversial issues, abortion, euthanasia, uh, genetic testing, um, cloning. I mean, all sorts of things that that really do get people uh, energized you know, emotionally and, and very involved in the debate. He did all that stuff. And he said it wasn't until climate change that friends turned their backs on him because he was a, he was a skeptic. Uh, friends turned their backs on him and he was receiving death threats and he became at least for a short while, hated. I mean, the guy was a wildly successful novelist. Although I do, I want to see the old version of Westworld that he wrote and directed because the current version, eh, not as great as people want to believe it is. Those of you who watch HBO know what I'm talking about. But the climate change thing gets the gets these leftists completely freaked out. And the fact that this Pruitt guy is going to be head of the EPA is a real signal to them that, you know, there's a new sheriff in town. So that means that the old days when Obama could just sort of give a speech and direct the EPA to do stuff that harms businesses and gives no real benefit. I mean, I'm not up late at night worried about CO2 in the air. You know, if Pruitt all of a sudden allows toxic waste dumping in in reservoirs that are used for public drinking water. Yeah. You know, I'll be out there on the picket line, too. But it's not going to happen. Just like with the Dakota Access Pipeline, uh, it's not going to stop any of this stuff from coming up out of the ground. So it doesn't matter from a CO2 perspective. And it's nowhere near the actual Native American reservation. I mean, it's, it's just all emotionalism. It's, it's not rational. That's what they push. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800 600 1645 